Okay, so good afternoon, everyone. Um, I have Mridul with me. So, Mridul, you're there? Yeah, hi. Good afternoon, Manoj, sir. Yeah, good afternoon. So, let's get going, Mridul. I think people are joining me. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's start then. First of all, uh, thank you, Manoj, sir, for organizing this, uh, I think, wonderful session it's going to be. And thank you for all the people who have joined in so far. So first of all, I would like to uh, welcome all of you to this uh, session. And as the title says, FOOPS, Common Personal Finance Mistakes. So we are going to talk about um, something around the personal finance mistake that we Sometimes subconsciously or unknowingly, we keep on doing over over, over a length of uh, time during the pursuit of our financial journey. I think this much what I know, but we'll look out for more and more details from Manoj sir. And uh, Manoj sir, as we all know, uh, he's a renowned author. He has written a lot of books around uh, finance, uh, finance management, um, um, financial freedom. And, uh, and I think he's also written a couple of books around parenting. Uh, but now recently, he has come up with a very latest uh, edition of his, which is how to manage common personal financial mistakes that we generally do unknowingly. And that's that's what I think FOOPS is all about. So uh, thank you, Manosa, first of all, for having me as a speaker along with you on this Twitter space session. So this has been one of my first uh, space sessions that I have been uh, you know, managing, but it's, it's going to be fun. I hope so. Um, so over to you, uh, Manosa, sir. Uh, would you like to introduce us about what exactly FOOPS is? Because what I've heard throughout my life is oops. You know, we just know that word oops. Like if, if we do something wrong and we suddenly realize that we say oops, right? Right from the child age, we have learned that word. But now recently, a few months ago, I heard something called FOOPS. So I think, yes, many of us would be inquisitive to know what FOOPS is all about. So thank you, Mridhar. Uh, I think uh, many of the listeners already know about this book. So, Foops uh, is a title which, you know, I was quite motivated with this title because uh, of another book which I had read, which was titled as Anti-Fragile. You know, that was a very interesting uh, name to the book. And uh, Anti-Fragile didn't have any meaning in dictionary, but it conveyed a very strong uh, message. Same way, Foops is something which doesn't exist in dictionary today. But it does convey a very strong message uh, for all the readers. And uh, in this book, you know, we are primarily talking about, as you said, we do when we do a mistake, we, we realize that we have been doing a mistake. It, oops is the general terminology that comes out of it. And uh, similar stuff when we do it in our personal finance. Foops is, uh, a, a, you know, a, a moment when you realize that you have been doing a financial mistake for a very, very long time. Uh, without probably realizing the impact of the mistake. So in this book, typically we would uh, go on and explain the impact of the most common 30 mistakes people do um, throughout their you know, financial journey and throughout their wealth accumulation activity. Um, and if they can understand and appreciate and get awakened to the impact of those mistakes, it's only then the action takes place. Otherwise, you know, it's like... Um, Going for a morning walk, I mean, it's very, uh, we all know that's the right thing to do. But unless we really see the impact of not going to the morning walk, then, uh, without that, you know, the, the action doesn't really start. You know, we go on and off and that uh, really doesn't help. The same way FOOPS is 
talking about those mistakes and trying to we're trying to you know uh, awaken the readers on uh, what is the impact of you know not following or not you know correcting those mistakes and then of course we give them a uh, action uh, on what they really need to do to correct those mistakes so get awakened and take corrective actions that's the message of fooks and uh, when we say 30 this book talks about 30 top mistakes so when i say top mistakes how do i know these are the top mistakes because um, you know we have been interacting with a uh, lot of financial freedom seekers across the globe you know and not only in india uh, although most of them are indians but they are spread across the globe so we we realize uh, what mistakes people do when on their financial freedom journey or when on their financial journey you know and what we did is we, we accumulated the top 30 such mistakes that most of the people are doing most of the indians are doing whether they are in india or outside and um, we tried to you know put them together in the form of this book and tell them what immediately needs to be done to correct and come out of those mistakes so that's the basic message of books no wonderful wonderful so so you say these are the top 30 but then there may be even more than 30 oh, mistakes that we do right of course of course and i really urge uh, anyone who is listening here or uh, anyone who reads the book if they know of other mistakes which probably they have done uh, in their own financial life or if they have seen people around them doing it they should send me a message or send a tweet and tag it as hashtag #foops and we will see what i mean if those are kind of common mistakes we will see how we can incorporate those mistakes as well in the upcoming versions of the book and at least i can try to respond to them on what corrective action they need to take hmm cool cool and then you mentioned about that we need to be awakened and unless and until we are awakened for anything uh, trans transformation any any transformation we want to do in our life first of all we need to awake we need to accept that yes we have been doing wrong but then looking at at from a financial perspective what do you think should be a trigger uh, some sometimes it's a hidden unconscious trigger we know that there is a trigger but but we still are you know not awakened enough to uh, walk the right path and understand and realize that yes this is a foop movement and i need to change the direction from here on Yeah, I mean, triggers are primarily based on a sudden realization, you know, and the realization will come when you are reading books, when you are listening to sessions, when you are talking to people with a with a mindset of improving, and you know, when we are discussing things. Um, so I think whether it's one on one or uh, in a in a session, so things like these are going to uh, throw triggers at you. I mean. uh and one or two of those triggers are enough to really you know give you a different direction in terms of wealth creation now once a trigger happened for me very long time back and it's mentioned in most of my books wherein i realized that uh i looked at the passbook of my brother and i realized that he's earning more passive income in a ppf account than i was earning in an active job you know so so those are the that that's the trigger which you know pushed me towards achieving financial freedom so these triggers will happen when you are when you're open minded when you're looking around when you're reading when you're discussing triggers will come it's up to you to really appreciate those and take corrective actions after that yep 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 rightly said so it's more about being open minded and getting into these uh, honest conversations with people who are experienced in this area right
right? Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit more about your book, uh, Manoj sir. Um, so how the book shapes up? I mean, uh, it has some kind of stories, it has some fiction, or it's it's kind of a real right content, right in face, uh, like it or not? How is uh, it? I mean, it is real content and it is based on real experiences, as I said, with people around the globe. Um, so, for example, I'll tell you a very typical example. Most of us consider, consider you know, volatility as not a very good thing to have. You know, it's risky. We, we think that volatility is something which is bad, which is risky, which we should avoid. You know, so that's, that's something which we want to break. We, we, I mean, volatility is risky, definitely. But what is the other side of volatility, which we tend to avoid? We, we tend to stop at that. That volatility is risky. That's one example. A lot of people do this mistake of investing in index funds, even though they're aware uh, how to select good mutual funds. So index funds are good. They have a certain segment which which gets addressed. I mean, a certain set of new uh, investors who get the benefit from index funds. But they will never be able to beat the good mutual funds, whether it's large, mid or small cap. So, so there are many such, you know, uh, real reality-based triggers. For example, another example I'll give you is a lot of people uh, feel that SIP is the best way to invest in equity. Well, that's good. But then you got to go behind the scenes and understand that there are so many scenarios in which SIP is not the best way. Okay, so when you're moving funds from equity to equity, for example, you are not supposed to do SIP. You should be instantly moving. So there are so many such examples uh, wherein because of the common uh, norms that we see around us, we, we tend to believe that these are the right things to do. But once we get awakened that this is the right thing to do only in a certain situation, but is my situation the same as uh, this particular situation? Uh, so, I mean, that you will have to really understand uh, why a certain thing, why a certain norm has been set. And if your situation is different from that norm, then you got to take a different action. So all those, you know, myths get broken once you, uh, once you read the book, once you, I mean, it is a lot of examples in terms, real, real examples in terms of how people did mistakes and uh, what if they would have followed a path B and what would have happened like that. So, yeah, I mean, so I hope I addressed your question. Yep, 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 yep. And I think uh, this also is perhaps a kind of a foops moment for me uh, because I, I have also been a fan of the index funds. I have been investing a few portion of my portfolio into index. But yes, I think I need to read the book a little bit on more detail. So uh, just want to ask you, Mano, sir, uh, why this title is foops? Well, I, I think I told you it's about... Um, uh, I wanted a word which is, doesn't exist already in the dictionary and which conveys mm. a strong meaning. So this word conveys a very strong meaning that it's a it's a financial oops moment. And you got to appreciate the moment. You got to accept that you may be going wrong for 10, 20, 30 years. And then once you're awakened to that, then you take corrective action. Okay. And any oops moments you would, like to talk about a couple of movements a little bit in detail so that we get a little more awareness so i think one of the movements which in this session i would like to talk and i i can invite uh, other uh, you know listeners as well uh, if they, you know if they ping me on whatsapp i can surely invite them here um uh 
one of the phobes women which is very very common is the assumption that volatility is bad for our portfolio okay that's a very very big phobes women for a lot of people because people tend to avoid investments which are volatile okay volatility does add risk but you know it has a very beautiful second side to it which you know people usually do not tend to understand uh in fact the entire system uh, the financial system has been built in such a way that volatility volatility uh, volatility is always looked down upon you know um so for example there are so many matrices uh, which measure volatility and uh, if the matrix says that volatility is too high for a particular fund or for a particular investment people tend to avoid it um without understanding what's the other side of volatility so when when i when i talk about volatility you know it's like uh there are always two sides to everything and without understanding the second side uh, we should not take a decision in haste for example i mean a uh, simple example which i mentioned in the book is about vaccination you know we get vaccinated so nobody wants uh, if you if you ask a child whether he or she wants to get vaccinated uh, answer is no but there are long term benefits of it right similarly we all understand oxygen as a you know life giver to all of us but there is another side to it which people don't understand which is the fact that it is also a life taker which which is explained in the book how it's actually a life taker and that is how it oxidizes oxygen oxidizes body parts and leads to degeneration of body parts not that you can avoid it but then there are always two sides to everything similarly volatility has a second side other than the risk which people tend to overlook you know that's what ex- what is explained in quite in detail in the book and you know there is an example where it's there are three cases that's been taken uh all three cases let's assume you have case 1 where you have uh, you're investing in a particular fund which is very low volatile fund you investing at a starting nav of 100 and your ending nav is 110 after one year let's say uh, but it is a very less volatile fund similarly you go to another uh, another fund uh, which is slightly more volatile the starting and the end is the same but it's just that in between it's volatile okay and there is a third case which is highly volatile with the same starting and ending now three cases same starting nav for example in a mutual fund same ending nav just that in between the volatility is different what happens if you do sip in these three cases the result uh, you will be surprised to know that in the case 3 where the volatility was high although the average return was 10 but if the volatility was high and you were doing a sip you will earn approximately 8.5% better returns than the first case where volatility was low so that's the other side of volatility which we often ignored we all we always thought volatility means risk the other side of volatility is the more the volatility the more is your returns okay and that's something you know volatility is a tool that is in your hands to which gives you stellar returns so markets can go up markets can go down for thousands of reasons i mean we have been seeing it for the last couple of weeks as well markets have been just going down but then is that good or is that bad it's risky yeah but the what is the other side the other side it if you are continuing your sips 
forget about investing more when it is down and forget about everything forget about timing the market if it just continue continuing your sips you will earn much better returns because the market market went volatile if it was just growing steadily steadily you would never have earned those returns which you would earn now it's as simple as that you have to look at volatility from a very very positive perspective also that's the point being raised in the book so don't get worried or afraid when you know markets go up and down that's what is going to give you stellar returns from the market that's the benefit of volatility you have to look at that side of volatility yeah and 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 to set a practical example here manoj sir i think i have uh, one of my folios wherein i have uh, two funds one is active and one is a index which is a passively managed fund and when i see at the times when market goes very high or very low the mutual fund is one which is quite volatile it goes sharply up it goes sharply down and that also creates some kind of eureka moment sometimes but then uh, index fund is something which kind of a kind of a cushion it it's able to manage so depends upon what kind of uh, um what kind of investor you are you are kind of a passive investor or you are an aggressive investor and that's how we choose our investing strategies of course i mean uh, we're going to talk about index funds in some other session because that's a, a lot of people have myths around index funds also and i want to i want to break those myths as well but uh, yes i mean at a very high level i can tell you that index funds are good only for naive investors okay people who don't understand how to pick a mutual fund for them that's the best road to go but if you are you have common sense you have a little bit of experience in the market you understand long term uh, returns how to look at long term returns of a fund you understand certain basic matrices like alpha beta then you index funds are not for you they are going to give you muted returns compared to a good mutual fund that's what's going to happen don't go by what's happening in us or how index funds were introduced what john bogle did and etc etc i mean all this is fine apply some common sense also you know you got to see what's happening how are index funds designed so we're going to talk about it later some some other session but the nutshell is if you don't understand anything about the market then go for index funds that's the best route for you but if you understand a little bit have common sense have a little bit of experience understand certain matrices then index funds are not for you okay okay understand we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more in detail uh, later uh manoj sir so um what is your favorite foops moment out of the 30 moments that we're discussing around the book which is your favorite one and maybe you can spend a little 5 minutes on that yeah um well there i mean all 30 actually happened to be my favorites but then you know today we're talking more about volatility uh, volatility is something which is so common you know people keep i mean markets go a little bit here and there and people keep asking should i buy more should i sell should i do this should i do i the problem is that people don't understand the very very fundamental of investing is inaction okay i mean that's another foops moment which we'll talk later but inaction basically doesn't mean that you just invest and forget okay inaction means in most situations you're not going to act there are certain specific situations where you do act and that's clearly mentioned how you identify those specific situations but in most ups and downs and uh, this like the war has started and we know it's not going to last forever we know the markets are going to bounce back we know everything's 
it's not risky at all it's just that we are not able to handle it that's it it's the problem is inside us not with the market right volatility is a characteristic of the market so this definitely is one of my favorite uh, folks women that i get very excited with volatility you know whenever the markets go down i am really really excited and a lot of people do panic um and and markets will test you it's not that uh, markets will just rebound now it may happen that markets go down 30% from here who knows nobody knows that but you got to have that conviction and that conviction comes when you look at historically at what has happened in the markets uh, worldwide you know we have gone through so many pandemics world wars all those we have gone through that and the markets have survived and thrived you know so that conviction once that happens then it is easier to trust the market and it is easier to look at the positive side of volatility that's how i would put it yeah and if and if we would like to know the term volatility as in finance even if the markets are shooting up even that is a volatile situation because it can come down any time and when the market is going down say in a war like situation like this or in a pandemic we're in we're still in the middle of the pandemic um and it can any time slip down so either ways even if it's going up or moving down we have to be cautious and make our moves uh, consistently gradually and and maybe buy on every dips and uh, if you want to there is nothing no strategic moves we have to really make i mean that's what i'm trying to tell that it's all about inaction you just got to keep doing your sips that you have been doing whether it is in stocks or whether it is in mutual funds or wherever you're investing in equity market so you don't have to really take action with every up and down you know? just keep going sip is such a beautiful thing in most cases um that whenever the markets are up it will buy lo- less number of units whenever the markets are down it will buy more number of units so it just adjusts so beautifully you don't have to really time it it takes emotions out of your uh, you know entire investing process it just automatically keeps getting deducted from your bank account and so on although it has it certain demerits which we'll talk some other time but then for most people in most cases just continue have the conviction look at a 40 year horizon behind look at 40 year history of the market and see how markets have gone up and down and still managed to thrive okay the more history you look at the more confident you will be of your, of the future of the market if you look at 10 years behind you'll be confident about the next 10 years if you look at 50 years behind you'll be confident about the next 50 years it's like that so the conviction comes from you know again as i said reading discussing reading the data understanding the charts looking at history and so on and so forth yeah and manusar does foops moments they have any kind of age bar that uh, you have been investing into the markets or maybe uh, into the six, you know? uh, just such simple moments for example i give you another example so many people just keep talking about investing and you know getting better returns and they forget the very fundamentals of savings and expense management it's as simple as that this is no age bar expenses are not going to leave you till you die okay till the last day of your life so there is no age bar in expense management and the foops moment people don't realize how important expense management is they just feel that um okay investing better returns that's what matters no that that's fine that's that's required good earning good saving good investing is definitely required but if you're not manage your expenses well remember 
that earnings will stop one day. Investment returns are not fully in your control. It's the expenses which are going to be there till the last day of your life. And if you have not managed that well, if you have not managed the inflation in your expenses well, it's, there's going to be a day when you're going to repent on that. The earlier you're able to do it, the better. The earlier you start, the better. Everything is important. But do not undermine expense management. It's as simple as that. So there's no age bar. There's nothing. I mean, a college student should also start managing an expense. I mean, their expenses, why not? I mean, the earlier you build that habit, the better. I mean, today I manage my expenses every day. I mean, I track it every day. It's a habit. It's not that I have to put in separate energy to do it. It's just a habit and it, it happens. And I know what inflation my family is going through and how to manage that and what are the heads which are, you know, uh, specifically, uh, uh, which need specific uh, attention. So no age bar for most of the folks movements at all. Okay, so I have a, I have a, with, with your permission, I have a guest who wants to, you know, uh, ask something. So I'm going to try and, you know, approve his request. Uh, Rajiv, if you're in, you can ask your question. Rajiv, you're on mute. So if you want to ask your question, you can ask right now by unmuting yourself. Yeah, yeah uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Manoj. Uh, so uh, my question is regarding uh, investing in uh, mutual funds, but specifically uh, FOOPS movement, which I have felt uh, over the years that I have invested in debt funds. And as mm -hmm. a person, I am not somebody who is averse to volatility. So mm -hmm. is it to be considered as a FOOPS or is it a good choice? So always I have this confusion. Uh, so is, is your question that is debt funds a good choice? Is that the question you're asking? Yes. Is debt fund a good choice in Indian condition? Uh, because looking at the history of the uh, returns of debt fund for uh, at least my portfolio, it is always hovering around 2% or uh, likes uh, like 1.5 to 2.5% only. Wherein the Indian market is growing quite uh, healthy. So okay. I, I always get this feeling this is the poops yeah. moment. So that is my yeah. question. Okay, fine. So first of all, we have to understand that uh, there is something called as an investing strategy. There is something called as an equity portion in your portfolio. There is something called as a debt portion in your portfolio. And debt portion can comprise of various debt-based investments and could be PPF, fixed deposits, um, EPF, debt funds, etc. Now, if you're saying returns of 2%, 3%, now those are, this is what you expect in today's interest rate scenario in the market. Okay, you don't expect more returns than this from debt funds. Um, but debt funds, we are investing not for getting immediate returns like tomorrow or after one year. We, if you are investing in debt funds, at least have a three to five year horizon. There are various reasons for that. One, it depends a lot. Of, the returns depend a lot on the interest rates that are running in the economy, right? So currently the interest rates are low. They are moving towards higher side. They're expected to move towards higher side. And when that happens, debt funds underperform. Okay. Um, but over a long run, when I say long run, let's look at a five-year period. You will see that debt funds give you easily 8% kind of returns. Okay. Uh, again, depends on what debt funds you're investing in. But 8% is what you, you can expect over a long run. Not only the returns, but also look at the taxability perspective of debt funds. Okay. Debt funds uh, will 
after three years, they have an indexation benefit, which none of your other debt-based investments, except for PPF and EPF, will have it. Um, so indexation benefit means that if 7% is the running inflation, and if you're running, if you are uh, earning, let's say, 8% returns from debt funds, then only 1% of it is taxable, rest of it is not. Okay, so with those benefits, plus the liquidity benefit, um, you can invest anytime, withdraw anytime, you know, all those benefits. So those are also essential traits of a good portfolio, right? Portfolio is not only about returns, okay? Returns is required, but you've got to have a balance in your portfolio. If everything was invested in equity, let's say, okay, and the markets go down and we want to invest more, how do we invest? We don't have a balance in that case, right? So debt funds have a place in a portfolio and, and they are important and the returns you will get probably in the next three to five years if you stay invested. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Manoj. Thank you. Okay. I'm trying to, Middle, just uh, one more. Uh, Archana has requested for a question. Let me see if I can. Yeah. I've sent a request. Okay. Archana, I have invited you to speak. I don't know whether she got the invite or not. Okay, so meanwhile, she tries to join. Uh, Mithul, you want to continue? Uh, we have... Yeah, yeah uh, just pulling up on uh, this debt fund question from Rajiv. Uh, do we also think that gold can also replace uh, debt funds and can act as a cushion when market goes down and we can switch the money? And that really helps us doing that balancing act, what you said? Yeah. Of course, gold is also, I mean, people who have been in the elite program and who have been, you know, um, working with me in terms of their portfolio and investing strategy, they understand. I mean, they already have gold in their portfolio, although it has a certain limit to um, how much should be the gold in your portfolio. So, um, yeah, gold is definitely there, but only up to a certain limit. So that's uh, part of the portfolio balance we have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. One final question uh, before we look out for any other questions from we have uh, from any of our um, listeners. Can crypto be a FOOPS moment eight to ten years down the line? I, I thought of asking this question, um, but but what are your views on that, oh, sir? So, see, my view is crypto. I mean, it's a very very long term investment if you're doing. If if you're looking at 20, 30 years down the line, I see a future for crypto definitely. When is it going to materialize? I don't know because we know we understand that it it goes against the federal structure of a country and and the governments are going to oppose it. It's going to take a um, pretty long time to really show you the results. But once the results come, it's going to be startling gains. So right now, we are not really recommending cryptos. Of course, it's very, very high risk. So we're not recommending cryptos to everyone. Uh, we are only recommending cryptos to very selected high risk profile uh, you know, investors. And uh, that to a very, very minimal, probably 1% of their portfolio, something which they can afford to, you know, uh, even if they don't get anything out of it, they're okay to lose that. Um, but to me, I'm also investing 1%. Okay, so to me, it's a very long-term vision. If you're ready for that, 20, 25 years, if you're ready, I think you should slowly start getting into it. And you're not going to get anything out of it immediately. Forget it. 
Okay, so Archana is there with us. The last yes. question we're going to take from Archana. Yeah, go ahead, Archana. Okay, so Manoj, you can hear me, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, my very simple question is that right now uh, there is a lot of volatility in the market. Now, unfortunately, uh, you know my sips, uh, the timing of the sip, and now when the market went down, right? it didn't uh, kind of work out so that's fine you you do say that on the long term it will work out but imagine a situation where uh, i am done with the sips and um, you know uh, the market is still vo volatile it's going up and down i mean and i do not have uh, you know extra cash to kind of you know uh, plow it back into my portfolio so how will this volatility then really help me Okay, so you're saying that you're not investing in the market. How is it going to help you? Yes, yes. So if you have already invested in the market, but you're not investing anymore, right? That's the whole point you're saying. Yes. So we have this concept of portfolio balancing, and if, I mean, people understand in the elite program that you have a certain uh, balance. So you have, let's say, forty percent equity is your right balance. and you're not investing anymore i understand that so now when the markets fluctuate this balance automatically fluctuates right it goes up from 40 to 50 or 40 to 30 depending on how markets are fluctuating right now when uh, let's say the markets fall you're not investing anymore but you already have an invested amount there in the market so when the markets fall this your equity balance is going to fall automatically because your existing investments value will go down right so your 40% will become like 30% or 25% depending on how how sharp the fall is right now when your equity portion becomes 25% or 30% it's like your portfolio has become imbalanced again and your job is to balance it you don't need to do any fresh investments but you got to move certain funds from your debt portion which was like 60% to your equity now because you got to rebalance the portfolio and when you do that there is an automatic investment going into equity from debt portion of your portfolio and that is what gives you stellar returns again you get it and it's the same same way when it happens when the markets go up your equity portion will automatically swell from 40 to 50 to 60 probably and when that happens you got to sell your equity and bring it back to debt so that your portfolio is again again balanced so continuous balancing of your portfolio is all that you need to take advantage of volatility is mm. that sure got yeah. that got that got that thanks thanks manoj got that okay uh okay we'll take one last question and after that we'll close this session um mridul so i am inviting vijay who has sent in a request so vijay yes you are you can speak now Vijay, you have to unmute yourself. Ah, Manoj sir, uh, I have a doubt. Uh, I was going through the poof moment, uh, uh, dealing with volatility, and uh, uh, I really understand SIPs uh, uh, really love volatility. That's how SIPs uh, are going to give stellar re returns to us. But um, in the book, I also read a sentence about uh, variable investment plans. Uh, which were uh, really not discussed much here yeah um, correct what are the, these and uh, 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 can you just give a well, brief yeah i'll just give you a quick one minute brief on oh. that 
you can you can go on mute uh, till that till i speak vijay so i mean we all do sips because sip is simple and sip gets the benefit out of volatility um but if you really want to further you know um, enhance your benefit there's something called as vip so variable investment plan and many people understand that there are some funds which offer variable investment plan but if you are investing uh, if you have time and if you can invest monthly yourself you can vary your investments depending on certain formulas which of course was not shared in the book because it would have been too complicated for uh, a common investor uh, we can discuss that separately but there are formulas so in, let's say for example you're doing a sip of 500 rupees um when the markets fall or the rise you, it doesn't matter sip will always be 500 rupees it's just that the number of units would vary but when in 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 the vip when the markets fall you don't invest 500 rupees you invest probably 600 rupees so you're exaggerating the idea of sip further and then when the markets rise instead of 500 you invest 400 like that so you understand so you just you know the amplify the impact of sip by using a vip um but don't uh, don't try to do that uh, if you are if you're short of time or if you are short of regular funds um a spare funds because your funds will need to be altered sip is beneficial because you have a fixed salary most people have a fixed salary or a fixed income and for them is fixed amount gets deducted is uh, you know much better for budgeting but if you have some ample funds and your spare funds lying around you can try vips for uh, maybe a year or two years they they amplify the impact of sip and give you better returns okay so mohit i think um sorry midul i think we need to uh, you know close the session uh any yeah i think uh, yes uh, thank you so much uh, manoj sir for all the insights i think uh, these have been uh, tiny or big kind of hoops moments with all of us that we have been seeing in our financial journey uh, i think what's what's important for all of us is to let's arise awake and act in the right direction uh, look out for those uh, awakening moments look out for the triggers get into the right conversations speak to right people uh, hold maybe just hold each other tightly when you are in um, in tough situations right I, i just had a point here that we're going to have these sessions we'll try and have these sessions regularly so yeah uh, today we talked more about volatility but we're going to you know have this session probably once a week or once in two weeks we'll see we'll talk about different other topics okay yes 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 that that will be great that would be great and i'll use hashtag foops and i'll uh, yeah. tag you minister for all my questions and i'll encourage others as well to do that regularly okay thank you so much and we'll connect sometime very soon bye bye everyone